It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. What is going on, everybody? My name is Conor Lawler. Welcome to our week of Movie Mondays. This is the Heroes Fire podcast, and we're back in talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about all things film. As always, I enjoy my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Mean. Sean, how's it going? I'm good. Listen, I don't know why we're doing it this week. Yeah. Nothing happened. Absolutely nothing. There's no news. We're just going to be filling time here for an hour. <laughs> oh, hang on. I've gotten a tweet. <laughs> Oh, Connor! <laughs> what? Ha- Heavens, what? Oh, Timothy Holland. Not Thomas. <laughs> he, he's been through the ringer, it seems. I'll just call him in here now. Hello, Kevin Foyke. Oh, he's back. He's oh. talking directly to Kevin. Oh, Tommy. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, this is a strong start. That's a strong start. Yeah. That's going to be the biggest news, I feel. Imagine if somebody, this is their first ever episode, yeah. and they tuned in, and we opened with a Tommy Har... <laughs> Did you say Tommy Hardy? No, I said Timothy Holland. <laughs> Sorry, I do apologise. I said the right name the wrong way. <laughs> You're dead right. Um, but this is their first experience with the Heroes for Her podcast. We can only apologise. Uh, we are actually on the road again, Sean. On the road again. I can't wait to be on the road again. We are in your house once yeah. again. Uh, once again. A little bit less echoey. I've put up some things. It's, it's a bit less echoey. We're trying to perfect it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll hopefully get it down. Yeah, we're going to just throw mattresses everywhere. <laughs> mattresses? Mattresses are expensive. Oh, I have a good deal on I have a mattress guy. <laughs> I hope you don't. <laughs> um, so, um, this week's show, we are starting off. Now, obviously, the big news that we have to get to is Spider-Man. Yes, and his questionable future. Questionable and future. past. Uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> he loved the Nazis. <laughs> No, um, we do have to get to Spider-Man. That will end up being probably a very long discussion. But we are starting off this week. So if you want to listen to that, I'm sure it's probably near the end of the episode. But there's loads more news this week. Yeah, a lot actually happened. There's a Disney Expo and... D23. D23. So My favourite type of dice. We, we talked about a lot of Disney stuff last week as well. Yeah, but that was more like uh, Disney family movies yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. 
So, but and Disney own everything. Obviously. They do. They have the monopoly on the whole movie so market. Th- this is the Disney stuff that I think we care more about. Yes, definitely. Oh, also, um, what was I going to say to you? Oh, Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, Hobbs and Shaw is now the largest, largest opening for a non-Disney movie this year. Really, it has made the most money that something that isn't Disney. Ah, who owns? Uh, Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw. Is that Paramount? Universal? One, one of, of the two last remaining <laughs> there's companies. Only, there's only two. Yeah. <laughs> so it's one of them. One of but, them. but like, yeah, I, I read that. I thought if you had told me at the start of the year that Hobbs and Shaw was going to be the biggest non Disney movie. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of non Disney. Oh. Matrix. The Matrix. This news. See, this has been lost in the Spider-Man, but we're opening this week in the news that The Matrix 4 has been announced with Keanu Reeves returning as Lord Neo. Sean, what are your thoughts? See, this is is odd. Yes. In that I always pointed to The Matrix as, okay, it's a trilogy of movies and it ended exactly where it needed to. Yeah. And spoilers for the end of three. Neo's fucking dead. Okay, now that is a spoiler. (laughs) He's very dead. A bunch of confusing shit happened. Yeah. And then he let himself die and then he was he looked like Jesus. Yeah. Because he was Keanu Reeves. I would say He's breathtaking. I, I would I would say that one is amazing. One is phenomenal yeah. as a movie. And a concept. As a and a concept. And then two and three not as good, <laughs> I would say. There's some good bits. Yeah, it's one of those where there's some seeds where you're like, oh that's pretty good. Yeah. But they were they were at that age in CGI as well, where they could do anything. Just because you can do anything doesn't mean you should do anything. Yeah, there's a lot of weird rubbery Keanu Reeveses. Yes, uh, Reeves, Reeveses, Reeves, Reeves, Reeveses, Keanu's. A lot of Keanu's. A lot of John Wickies. A lot of John Wickies. That sounds like a brand of cigarette. But so. Uh, Keanu is coming back. Carrie Ann Moss is coming back. Yes. Uh, is it Lana Wachowski is directing? Uh, Lana Wachowski is co-writing and directing. Excellent. Yes. So you have. So it's going to be the same vision and tone as the other Matrixes. A lot of the same vision, same writer, same tone. But the problem is, I was going to ask you: Is it too late? Does anybody? I think the Matrix first movie yeah. has like an aura of like cool. Yeah. Okay, and I I think that as a franchise it has an aura of cool, but once you delve into two and three, it kind of loses that. But one still has it. What? Yeah, because one is there. There was actually a great video about um, how all movies from the nineties are the same, and how they're all about escaping the rat race. And the Matrix is the perfect example of that. Is the Matrix and Fight Club not the same movie? They're quite similar. Mm. There's a whole underground society and big secret going on. Yeah. But yeah. fight to the man, oh, fight, stick it to the stick man, stick it to the man. Eosis. It's the same plot as School of Rock. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, it's it's about how Neo is living this seemingly ordinary, boring life, but then there's this whole grand adventure. And I don't know if you can. I don't know if that's the same thing. I don't know if the the mood of people is the same in 2019 or 2020 as it was back in 1999, because. You know, a a lot of people now are influencers and they live these amazing lives. 
So I don't know how you translate that into that well, the there's m- another amazing story as well. Well, the more likes you get on a photo, the more worth you have as a human shot. Instagram removes likes. Everyone knows. Oh, that's the problem now. How am I meant to know the worth of people? <laughs> Is it like I, I just, I feel like this might lean more towards Black Mirror kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. In that, it's not all great, and technology's watching you. I think that's a way to go about. Yeah, as a, that was going to be my follow-up question: is how are they going to do this? Yeah. Like, how do you translate the matrix? Now, I'm sure a lot of the teams are the same. Stick it to the man. There's a whole world out there. You want to go adventure. People yeah. are always going to be like, I'm going to my office job or I'm going to this shitty job at a factory, or whatever. Yeah. And I really want to go do something like magical I want to do kung fu yeah, and I want, leap over helicopter. I want to be Keanu Reeves everybody wants to be everybody Keanu Reeves does so like that's always going to be there it's a case of has two and three diminished the power of this story so much yeah or is it so far gone that people will forget that I see and I was going to say maybe just tell a new story but they're getting Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss back. You can't tell a new story. Both of whom are dead. Now, Neo died in the Matrix, but Carrie Ann Moss died in the real world. Yes, spoilers for a movie from 2003. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just odd. Like, I have no doubt... Well, see, I say I have no doubt it's going to be good. The Matrix are some of the only uh, Wachowski movies that are... Really solid. Sorry, Jupiter Ascending. Sorry, Please. Speed Racer, I Spe- forgot. Jupiter Ascending, I mean, you have Channing Tatum and some hooves. I mean, let's all just be happy here. What more do you need? <laughs> like, I, I, is it... I don't know. It'll probably be good, but I hope it's not bad. Okay, that's... that's for <laughs> <laughs> work out that phrase. I know. Um, yeah, I think... I don't know how I feel about this. No. Because Matrix obviously won. Amazing. Yeah. And like you can go back and watch that. Matrix 2 has the seed on the the motorway. Yeah. Or the highway. The highway fight. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing that they built like four miles of road for the studio and cost billions and millions of dollars. Because that was the easiest way to do it back then. <laughs> yeah. But like... Matrix 3. Matrix 3 has... The, um, all, all the Hugo weavings. Oh, Hugo! We've got Hugs! Is Hugo back? Um, it doesn't say anything about Hugo. Oh, uh, Hugo imagine back. that was what they opened. Not Keanu Reeves or Carrie Ann Moss. They've got Hugo back, Man, lads. Hugo, he's in. <laughs> Did you know that the two of them came out in 2003? Yeah, they came out the same year. That is ludicrous. I know. That would never happen. Like, that, Matrix 1 came out in 2001? 2000? 2000, I think. And then the two sequels came out in the same year, which seems like poor planning from the studio. Or was, let's see, was it poor planning or was it like, was that a way to keep the hype in that, you know, 11 months till the next Matrix? Kevin Feige would laugh at that idea. Well, to be fair, a year turnaround on the Avengers movies, like a year between the two of them. Yeah, I suppose. Do you remember the wait between The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises? Four years. Four years. Yeah. Like, that's... That's a long time. That's a long but also that builds anticipation. It does. But it, I feel like it also lessens uh, how much you care about it. I, because I you've lived for so long without it. It's like, okay. Now, this is obviously years back. So I'm trying to get into the studio's mindset then. But yeah. do you think they released two and it got so, so fanfare and then they panicked and went, release three as fast as possible? People are going to stop caring about it. People this. are going to stop caring. Maybe. This and is also, such a weird story no, to talk about. But also, the end of two is really fucking confusing. 
Yeah, okay. Because he just he suddenly has all the powers that he had in the Matrix. He has them outside the Matrix now. Never, never fully addressed. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Unless that was also the Matrix. Unless that was Keanu Reeves. Just Are we set. all living in a Matrix in an Inception Matrix kind of situation? Well, that, they would make the Matrix just to convince us that the Matrix didn't exist. That's actually true, yeah. And yeah. what about the spinning top? It's still going. It's still going. Yeah. And Keanu Reeves loves Beyblades. And Bruce Willis is dead. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope he doesn't die by the time I edit and upload this. <laughs> oh my God. I really hope <laughs> we've got time. You, we know we click publish <laughs> ten seconds later next Twitter feed. Widow's Peak, Bruce Willis dead. Oh no! How do he get his Widow's Peak back? <laughs> <laughs> He's gone all diehard one again. Oh man! That's so yeah, image. Matrix Four is coming out. It's so hot in this room, by the way. It's quite warm. Yeah, isn't it? you're wearing long sleeves. I am wearing long sleeves. It was a mistake. Long sleeves, short pants. I've tried to keep it all mixed up. You know what I mean? Keep it under toes. <laughs> I like to invert my outfits. Guessing, <laughs> guessing what's going on. Um, yeah, so Matrix Four is going to be coming out. It's going to start a film in 2020. Um, now there's been. Several rumours of a fourth film for years. Yeah. Uh, Michael B. Jordan was even touted in one of the lead roles at He'd one point. Great. So if well now we always say yeah. Michael B. Jordan will be good. Historically Michael B. Jordan will be good in whatever you put him in. That is true. So if you got Michael B. Jordan back as the villain Villain or hero? Uh well Keanu Reeves is technically the hero. What if he's the villain now? <gasps> Oh, okay. okay, Sean okay. has just caught up. Go on. Okay, there's a, the, he, yeah, okay. In the third Matrix movie, <laughs> Neo meets the architect. Yeah, and he's a, he's a, he's Colonel Sanders in a chair. That's true. And he he made it all. Uh, I think Neo is going to be the new architect. Oh. And Michael B. Jordan M- will find him. Mickey B. has to find them. Yeah, and to to fix something. Fix something. I, oh, I like the idea that there's something going on in the Matrix. That the character knows he's in the Matrix, but he actually cares about someone else. And that other person is feeling ill or unwell. Okay. And so he wants to go find the architects so they can heal them or some shit like that. Oh. Like, he's perfectly happy to live in the Matrix. He just wants his happiness. You could even have uh, that, like, yeah, Michael B. Jordan would, is happy to live in the Matrix. Is Michael B. Jordan in this, by the way? No, absolutely not. Okay, we are, ju- we are just completely jumping at that rumour <laughs> and just uh, assuming. <laughs> just rolling with it. If you tell me Michael B. Jordan is rumoured to be in a movie, he's in the fucking movie. He's still in Batman, as yeah, far as we're concerned. As far as we know, I'm, he's Bruce Wayne. Right? <laughs> um, but... I, even not even doesn't even have to be Michael B. Jordan, but you have a character. I think it's a very interesting idea that they know they're in the Matrix, yeah, and they don't want to leave. Yeah, they, they, they're still attached to it. They have someone in the Matrix that they love, that yeah. they like, and I know Keanu Reeves is dead. We keep calling them all. Obviously, we just called their actors, but yeah. whatever. But Keanu Reeves could have the moment where he's like, "What are you doing? Like the Matrix is bad," and then he, yeah. he, he's trying to explain, "No, no, I." I love that person. Like, I, I want to stay here for them. Yeah. And then you have... I suppose that would be an interesting way to do it. You don't really have a villain then. You just have two heroes who have off differing... Differing opinions. Differing opinions of what to do. Yeah. I suppose I, you could do that. I think that's an interesting way to do things. So, yeah. Ma- Ma- Matrix 4 is coming out. I mean, the Wachowskis, they haven't done something good in a while. Yeah. Yeah. They're down for one. They're due for one. Look. Of every Matrix film they've ever made has been at least decent. That's true. So. It's pretty good. Follow that track record. <laughs> it's 
getting actually it's getting worse though. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> um okay, we're gonna move on to something that actually has some slight links to Keanu Reeves. Oh. But not really. It's John Wick. John Wick. I, that's more than a slight link, I would say. Hang on. Oh. But this is not news about Keanu Reeves anyway. Oh I see. John Wick director brought in for action scenes mm. on Birds of Prey. So this is a Birds of Prey piece of news and the news is that they are doing, of course, they're filming the movie and um, Chad Stahelski, uh, the director of John Wick, uh, he obviously, he cut his tea as the second unit on Captain America Civil War, they did like stunts for all that stuff. Great fight scenes. Uh, Oh, like he directed some serious fight scenes, like amazing stuff. Uh, He has been brought in to help out uh, on action scenes on Birds of Prey, the DC movie with Good Harley call. Quinn and Black Canary and such. Yeah, and Huntress. And Huntress. I'd, he's going to be second unit director on Birds of Prey. That's pretty good. Tots. Yeah, I see it now. And that's like, without comparing it too much to Civil War, like the there's a lot of like group fight scenes and fighters interacting with each other. Yeah. So I think, yeah, and Birds of Prey should fight as a team. But you'll also have different fighting styles. Like That's true, you have like range. Black, you Black have... Canary and um, Huntress are going to have completely different fighting styles, or they should. Yeah, and I imagine Harley Quinn is a lot more up close and just hitting people with a baseball Harley bat. Quinn would be a lot more manic. Manic yeah. aggression. Yeah, unpredictable in a fight. Unpredictable, where like... She shouldn't have any real moves or counters. Yeah. She should just get punched and then just get, like, crazy. And then just start punching harder back. Yeah, and faster. And faster and get more flippy. <laughs> That's a cool idea. Yes. So, and and the John Wick stuff. Like, I imagine the crossbow play with Huntress. That could be amazing. That could be unreal. Yeah. I, I can totally see her, like, shooting people with arrows, pulling them out and shooting them again. See. You know? L- yeah, long, long takes. Yeah, long takes, fast shots. Is that how you make this movie? Like, I think this movie is actually pretty anticipated as it is. Yeah. Probably actually weirdly, maybe it's just for us, but it doesn't have as much fanfare, but it's also, I think, anticipated because I think this could be very good. I think so too. I think this could be like the sleeper hit. Yeah. Where it, no one expected, not even, no one heard much about it. Yeah, there's not even high stakes really for this. If this doesn't do well, people are just like, yeah, all right. That's the Birds of Prey movie, I yeah. guess. But I, I think it, like... The cast is good. The the writer and director seem good. Yeah. Second unit director for the fight scenes, which I imagine is going to be fairly big. Like, it just comes down to story. I and think. you've got Black Mask in it. Yeah. Played by Ewan McGregor. Yeah. And you've got, you've got Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Like, that is, as you said, a very strong cast. If the fight scenes are right and they do this, this team well, then yeah. you, you have, like, a whole other franchise you can go down. Yeah, exactly. you can just expand on that and see how it goes. Just put them in different situations. And as an introduction to uh, Black Canary and Huntress, like, once you introduce Black Canary, that introduces that she could just be in the Justice League. Because she is part of the Justice League, usually. Yeah, and she just, she exists in that world. Yeah, because what then you want to introduce her, you've Greed Arrow, and then that introduces, like, a whole other factor of the world. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Now, I don't know how they would... But you have to do it right on the first movie. And yeah. so the best way to do this is, one, fight scenes, obviously... No, fight scenes come second. First is characterization. Yeah. Everything has to be interesting and we have to care. It also needs to be... Everything needs to be given time. T- 
time to work. Like, if you can't fit everything into one movie, don't try. Yeah. You know? The DC, this is DC's problem for a long time yeah, now. Yeah, just cram every character trait. There are going to be some origins in this movie. You're going to have to do origins. Yeah. But if you do the origins in the right way, and then when you like all the characters, then you have this second unit director of John Wick in a fight scene. Yeah. You're going to be like, holy shit, these, these girls are fucking serious. Like, like there yeah. are going to be people who are like, fucking Batman and Superman aren't in this. This is going to be shit. And then you go and you go, oh shit, Black Canary is fucking cool. Like. Yeah, and also look at the films with Batman and Superman. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. They're not great. It's like, we covered Black Canary and Heroes Zero. Like, and Huntress. And Harley, and Harley Quinn, actually. Weirdly, we've done the trio. And Cassandra And Cassandra Cain. And Cassandra Cain. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I've done the foursome. Oh. Um, but, like, every single one of those characters, especially Cassandra Cain, yeah. are incredibly cool. Yeah. In their own right. In their own right. Cassandra Cade is a straight up killer. Now she is going to be played as a younger version in this. Yeah. But like that is that sets the precedent for interesting action set pieces that can be used to lend characterization to these people. Yeah. Because if they all fight differently you learn about them by watching them. Like yeah. You don't need to say that but if you know if Harley Quinn fights like a lunatic which she should. Which she should. You'll know that's what she's about. If Black Canary is really like calculating and won't move unless she knows she'll win, that tells you about her. And I trust the John Wick director to be yeah. able to do this. Oh, absolutely. Like John Wick, the action scenes of John Wick are, are they the best action scenes in the last like 15 years? They're unreal. Yeah. Certainly. Just like, as good as Taken. Even <laughs> I would hesitate to say... It's better than Taken. Actually, there's a story. I was watching Taken 2 yeah. the other day. And like Taken 1, I love. Like, Taken 1 is amazing. Taken, it should have been left at Taken 1. Taken 1, the reason why John Wick exists is because Taken 1 exists. Yeah. Taken 1 was the first one that came out and people were like, oh, we kind of like these movies again from the 80s where there's just an all-killing machine. Yeah, but also it felt grounded and because weird. he was he was getting punched and he was just getting hit. And yeah. then John Wick, they were like, "What if we combine the Steven Seagal with the Die Hard, and we just have a guy who like he gets covered in blood, but he just somehow comes out on top?" Yeah, he'll always win. But, but the, you're 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 never sure that he'll win. Yeah, and then you have I was watching uh, Taken Two as I said the cuts. Mm. Or oh, the editor for that movie, Sean. If you need to go back and watch it, it's a bad. It's amazing, right? There's there's one scene where Liam Neeson pulls out a gun to shoot a guy. There's 14 cuts in about four seconds. Good it gosh. cuts to Liam Neeson, back to the guy, back to the gun, back to the guy, back to Liam, back to the guy, back to the gun, back to, and, and it just, I was watching like, oh my god, I don't know what's going on. So I think that's a movie you need to be like drunk on the couch watching, <laughs> yeah. because your brain will only take in maybe 10% of the shots. I was, I was amazed. <laughs> every day, before every action scene, there's 15 shots. <laughs> Cut incredibly. I'm talking two frames. <laughs> two frames. Go. Two frames. Go. Two frames. Nearly faster than the eye can see. <laughs> yeah, for no reason. I I think the editor and the director must have just been in the room like cut, 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 <laughs> cut. They must have had like multiple cameras going at once. They hardly did it all that t- like fourteen times because they couldn't day. have. They wouldn't have had time. It would have taken fifteen years to make. Yeah, because it's not just like holding your camera. It's like that is a a big rig and they had to run through the scene over and over and over again and people get paid by the hour just to get one second of scene (laughs) 
Jesus. Yeah, I could not recommend that enough. Please go back and watch that. That is amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, I just wanted to bring up that uh, John Wick, and that always takes me out to Taken Two. Uh, okay, we're moving on to our next piece of news. Kit Harrington. Kit Harrington. We're finally moving into the the Didney. The Didney moves. The Didney moves. Um, Kit Harrington has officially joined the MCU. Sean. Oh. As Jon Snow. As, she is my queen. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> no, he is going to be part of the MCU's Eternals. That Ooh. is right. It's got Angelina Jolie, Salma Hayek, Richard Madden. From Game of Thrones. Kumal. Kumail Nanjiani. That's the one. Brian Tyree Henry. And now it has Kit Harrington in it as well, that's Sean. a big cast. Very big cast. They, like, that cast has a lot of clout. He'll be playing Dane Whitman, a.k.a. the Black Knight, whoever he is. The Black Knight. I think... I think the Black Knight is a character that he 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 uses a sword, obviously. Of course. But... Is, can K. Harrington do anything else? No. <laughs> uh, I think... No, I could be entirely wrong, but this is just in my head somewhere that uh, the sword... It absorbs all the evil of the people it kills. Oh. It's like Katana's sword. Yeah. It absorbs the souls of her enemies. Okay. But this this takes in all of the evil of the world. And every so often he... And this this is the only reason this stuck in my mind is because I read this Wikipedia article one time. Every so often he he has to clean the taint from the sword. Clean the taint. Yeah. That is a phrase. That is certainly... it's definitely something. Look, it's words strung together. <laughs> Somebody has written that on yeah. a Wikipedia, in fairness to them. And um, I think that's who the Black Knight is, but I'm not sure. Don't at me. Can you see Kit Harrington playing this role? Uh, is he just getting this because he used a sword a couple of times? Maybe. He didn't use it much now in the last season, but he did use it before. I think he'll need to shave for that. You think? I just, I don't think a beard would work with a knight uniform. Okay. Or suit of armour, as they prefer to as, be called. As do. <laughs> Your knight uniform. Oh, I have to have my knight uniforms oh, in the wash. I didn't, oh, I didn't iron it. Oh, <laughs> the boss is going to kill me. Um, I'm going to look up the Black Knight just to see. Make what, sure. Yeah. The Black Knight Monty Python. No. No, not the Black Knight Monty Python. Tis but a scratch shot. Tis but a... Oh, do you think we're going to work that in? Uh, I hope not. Okay. Yeah, he wields the sword of light, and he just looks like a regular. But knight. Sean, you haven't answered me something. That's him. Oh, he looks pretty cool. He does look cool. What uh, have I? Not I, ha- I have one question. Yeah. Who are the Eternals again? <sighs> ah, we got him. <laughs> oh my god! Every time. <laughs> just if this was like, if I didn't know anything, like, and yeah. I didn't know anything about the MCU or the Eternals, and. Sean, what are the Eternals? At the dawn of time, the Celestials experimented on the man-ape. And the dawn-ape, sorry. And they created a race of beings known as the Eternals. And a race of beings known as the Deviants. I think you only say it with more enthusiasm. I'm not quite getting it. I'll say say it like a Watch Mojo article. (laughs) Yeah, please. (laughs) They just read the Wikipedia. That's it. Uh, So, the, the, the Eternals live have lived for centuries and centuries and they've become part of our culture. Yeah. And, the, you know, they'll appear as gods or angels or whatever. They're perfect beings. Whereas the deviants, uh, they're trolls and ogres and monsters and they fight throughout history and the Eternals protect everyone. 
from the deviants. Yes. Thanos is a deviant. Thanos is, so it's like the ultimate evil. They're like the ultimate good. Yeah, they're like, yeah, they're trying to make the ultimate good, but it got fucked up. Yeah, okay. And obviously we said like, this cast is ludicrous. Keanu Reeves was even rumoured. He was rumoured for this. He was rumoured to be in it, but it does have Angelina Jolie, Salma Hayek. I mean, Richard Madden, You've got Kid, you've got Kit Harrington there now. They had the picture of all of them on stage during the Disney Expo, and it looked really cool. Yeah, but like the cost of getting those actors is ludicrous. That's but, more than the budget of some films. But you forget that this is Disney. That, they can do oh, whatever they, they own everything. They can do whatever they want. They own all those people. <laughs> they own everything except for one particular webby boy that we will be getting to. Um, but oh yes, Kid Harrington signed on. So this is going to be his probably. Is this his first major role since Pompeii? <laughs> oh, oh! You brought Pompeii into this. <laughs> uh, Everyone's favorite movie, Pompeii. It's not so bad. It's oh, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, he also doesn't say much in Pompeii. No, it's the movie where the bad guy is a volcano, and that's tough to beat. It's totally like like a vol. You can't punch a volcano. <laughs> You can try. You can try, but I think you might lose. You'd at least burn your hand. <laughs> yeah. Ah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think this might be like his biggest outing. Yeah. I don't know that he has as much good faith because he wasn't given a lot of range in the last season of Game of Thrones. Right. So Did he I, have any range before? I'm not saying he's a bad actor. No, but I'm just saying like he's done. Like I thought he was pretty solid. Like Game of Thrones one to six. Yeah. And the final season just kind of. He was just a money prick. He is very. He just keeps saying she is my queen a lot. Yeah, but do and you, I don't want it. But do you think that's going to rub off on him now? I think. I think he still has some good faith. I don't think people blame him. No. for the writing though. No, 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 not at all. Uh, look, I think he'll do the. I think they wouldn't have got him if they didn't think they could use him. This, like, I don't think with with a cast like the Eternals, like you get the name. The names bring good faith because people are like. Oh, surely they wouldn't be in a bad film. Yeah, especially if you've got multiple people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Angelina Jolie would not work with... I know maybe she would, but like I, don't, I can't imagine Seth Rogen being cast in The Eternals. No. That kind of deal. Do you get me? Nothing against Seth Rogen, but... No, I think... When you're trying to launch a new franchise... They, they have to go big. Yeah. they got to go big to, from the start. Yeah, because people won't care about it off the bat. And uh, But actually, at the same time, we've talked about Guardians of the Galaxy did, did the complete opposite. They went complete unknowns, other than Zoe Saldada. And Dave Batista. But Dave Batista was Yeah. Nobody trusted Dave Batista. Bradley Cooper. Yeah, but did anyone even know that was Bradley that's, Cooper that's or Vin true. Diesel? That's awesome. They true. had their names, but they didn't have their faces, so people couldn't even put that together. Yeah. So like but at the same time I think the Eternals I think it's also so out there as an idea that maybe you should go all out. Yeah. And if they are perfect beings, why not pick actors? Who are paid to look amazing. Who are beautiful humans. Yes. So why not? Look at Richard Madden. <laughs> Don't get me started. Don't get me started. <laughs> um, we're going to move on to our next piece of news. James Gunn. Jimmy Gunn. Jimmy Gunn has... He is signed on to the Suicide Squad. Nice. Um, but he is going to be teasing... Well, he has been teasing... King Shark, who will be appearing in the movie. King Shark? Yes. See a man who's a shark? He's a big shark man. Shark man or man shark? Uh, have you seen the Flash TV show? Yes. He's in the Flash TV show. Oh, he's the shark man. <laughs> <laughs> I like how in your head you never met him. Like, oh, 
that guy? Oh, the, the big shark, of course, of course, yes. <laughs> Who else could it be, um, Yeah, so they're saying that King Shark will be appearing in the Suicide Squad. And this is pretty big because, I mean, it's going to be releasing in August 2021. Uh, they've also signed on comedian Steve Aggie. He'll be voicing King Shark. Do you know who Steve... He's in New Girl... He's crazy. He's the hopeless guy in New Girl who's, who lives outside and is crazy. All right. I can't think of his name. Is he funny? He's pretty funny. Oh, good. Yeah. Is King Shark historically a funny character? Uh, normally he's the butt of the joke rather than... I wouldn't say he's even amusing. I think he's a Flash villain some, right, sometimes. Yeah. Uh, he's just a big shark. Is he water-based? Uh, no, he's land-based. Land-based shark. He, yeah, he's just massive and he just looks like a shark. But he, do- he doesn't have... Gills, um, or does he have gills and lungs? Gills and lungs. I, I and don't know if the side. I don't know the anatomy of the man. Give me his MRI <laughs> scan, and I'll tell you. All I know is that he's a big shark, and he walks around the place, and he just destroys the Flash. Pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty big. So, what could he bring to the Suicide Squad? I suppose certainly a lot of teeth. So certainly some sort of. But they already have some water-based animals on the team show. See. I don't know... What? What are you saying here? I think Killer Croc is just... Yeah? He's going to just be left where they left him in the last movie. But sure, he was the one who had to swim in the sewers. They... Who else could do that? A shark. <laughs> Maybe a king. <laughs> we need royalty to do this. <laughs> is, yeah, is he a king? Uh, I think it's just meant that like he's the king of the sharks. Oh. Rather than a monarchy. <laughs> The, the Megalodon. <laughs> the Megalodon. Yeah. Now... Does, is there anyone... Is there any DC supervillain who has a fear of sharks that I, they f- interact with in a funny way? Um, a fear... <laughs> it's a very specific question. Probably the penguin, right? Um, the penguin... Maybe the penguin. Penguin would fear a shark. Adam West Batman had shark repellent. Why would you carry it if you didn't... He if you fears it. He carries it because he fears it. Of course. And technically, who doesn't fear sharks? I mean, sharks aren't all that bad. Go on. Well, uh, now look, I fear water. Yes. So I don't, anything associated with water, mm-hmm. not mad about it. But sharks apparently, they're, they're, they're goaded into killing people a lot of the time. They don't understand. There's no malice in them. They just, <laughs> humans look like seals. <laughs> right. Well, you wouldn't, like, a horse will kick you in the head. What's your will? You know. Never fight an animal. Never fight any animal. Except for a man. A man, the most dangerous animal of, of all. Co- what are we talking about? If that man has a gun, don't fight him. <laughs> Two guns. Fight him. Fight him. <laughs> he Three can't guns. shoot you twice. <laughs> Once he gets the two first bullet out, you're fine. Yeah, it's like lightning. <laughs> this cast is actually getting really good, actually. Um, yeah, they keep adding to it. Uh, now, Michael Rooker is also now reported to be in the movie as well. Michael Rooker as Yondu? As in Yondu Michael Rooker is going to be in Suicide Squad, but he, I think him and James Gunn are just really good friends. Yeah, probably. Uh, you also have uh, oh, David da- Dashmalian. He, he plays Polka Dot Man. He's the friend in Ant-Man. Uh, oh, the tall guy. Yeah. He's going to be poking out. Idris Elba's also in this. Unreal. Originally rumoured to be replacing Deadshot, but not anymore. No. I think he's going to be his own character. Jonathan Cena. You've got Jonathan Cena who's signed on. You still have Harley Quinn, Rick Flagg, Captain Boomerang. 
Like reprising their roles. Oh, reprising their roles. Ooh. And the Manda Waller. So Is that Jai Courtney is playing? Oh Big Big Jai is back. Big Jai? Big Jai Not is Sam Worthington. Um no Sam Worthington's too busy doing Avatar Five. I don't oh, know if he course. has time. Um <laughs> but yes, King Shark has signed on to be in this movie. Cool. Um, I like I trust James Gunn on this. We keep bringing this up. We no, tr- if this was David Ayer. We trust him even more. <laughs> than James Gunn <laughs> yeah. I think the key now is not letting the studio interfere at all uh, see now but what studio are we talking about here Warner Brothers War- and who do they own DC and how many inter- have, have they interfered before like oh, look uh, <laughs> a couple of times maybe <laughs> make it more quippy <laughs> Where's the Flash? Where is the Flash? <laughs> Actually, um, I had news this week that I got rid of, but Ezra Miller was came out, he did an interview, and he was like, the Flash is definitely happening. I'm still confirmed as the Flash. <laughs> They've told me so. <laughs> and we're not covering it because I'm not doing anything until that is confirmed by somebody not called Ezra Miller. Oh, until that is in theatres. Yeah, because <laughs> <I'm> not... <laughs> Ezra comes out every week and he's like, no, I'm, I'm still good. Yeah. I'm still good. But nobody from the studio has said anything. Has, like, how does this work with his payment, say? Like, is he paid... Does he get, a, like, an hourly rate? I, well, if he's writing the movie, he gets an hourly rate. Or do they just say, here's a load of money, and then he'll come up with a script, or maybe not? No, I think they got rid of his script. They're in front of him. What? <laughs> they set fire to it. He walked in, yeah. and he has, like, one piece of paper. He just gives it over. It's like, handwritten. It's hand, handwritten with a parchment and quill. Oh, of course. And, of course, Ezra's a hipster dude, right? Yeah, it's true. And so, it's sealed with some wax. sealed with some wax. <laughs> with his family crest on it. <laughs> and he hands it over, and they just look at it. And they're just like, yeah, it's going to be a no for me, dog. Oh. <laughs> and then they set fire to it and say, put it out with your tears. <laughs> You better cry. Learn to cry, Ezra. Uh, quip away. Um, okay, we're we going to move on to it. We did Quick Sharks and Suicide Squad. Cool. We I'm got to ragging on Ezra Miller. It always happens. Um, we're moving on. Miss Marvel. Moon Knight. She Hulk. Yes. Three names. Three names, certainly. What have they to do with each other? Disney Plus shows are all good. Disney Plus. Mm. Phase four. MCU. The Illuminati. Illuminati confirmed. Miss Marvel, Moon Knight and She-Hulk are going to be are going to be their own shows on MC, on the MCU streaming service on Disney Plus. Disney Plus. And they will be all part of phase four. Sean, this is okay. pretty big news. It is. This is of course news from the Disney Expo this weekend. Yeah, and these are like I it, it's not that long ago the only way you would introduce a new character really was in a film yeah so like that, Black Panther in Civil War yeah you get like a little taste and then they get their own movie but now they can just be like they can try random characters and just see how it goes if it's not popular it's not popular but did we ask previously for a She-Hulk like courtroom drama Um see yeah I think it, I think that could work but it's also going to be very Deadpool like yeah um, in that it's very self-referential and she knows she's in a TV show. Um, I would just say the courtroom drama aspect. Oh. People, but I do, we've done uh, Hero Zero on She-Hulk. Yeah, I don't. We haven't done one on Miss Marvel and Moon Knight. No, but She-Hulk yet. yet. But She-Hulk is like an amazing character. 
Yeah. I think they've been afraid to touch. Now, this seems silly, but because of her name... <laughs> yeah. It's very hard to sell people on a She-Hulk. Yeah, you say that. I don't know. I think that... I think people would be generally all right with it. I think there's a fact... I think we covered this before. There's a fact that whenever Hulk is in a movie, the audience... Just the, likes it more. The audience approval ratings way higher. And they don't know why. Yeah, it's just... That's Hulk. <laughs> it's just Hulk. So, do you think She-Hulk will have the same reaction? I think so. I think it is going to be a bit weird. Because if, if, uh, in the Hero Zero, like... Because you said women can't be strong to me. So, like, this is going to be weird. I didn't say any of this. <laughs> he's just... He's lying there to make a joke. But that could really come back to damage me in the it future. It actually could there now, yeah. yeah. Just, just putting that Stop out Stop kicking there. those orphans! Oh, no. Never. Uh, <laughs> never. <laughs> no, we covered in the Heroes here that uh, she can turn into She-Hulk at will. Yes. And... Uh, she chooses to be She-Hulk more often than herself because she feels more confident in it. Yeah, that I, that could be a risky thing to to portray mm. as a character. Okay, not being happy with how you look, kind of deal. I also have a question. Yeah, we're going to probably have to go through one by one here. She-Hulk is probably the most famous one out of the three of them. Yeah, most name recognition um, for good or bad. Yeah, um, She-Hulk. Would a She-Hulk movie, or a show, we're just saying show here because it's on Disney+, Plus. would that be too Deadpool-like? I don't think so. Because those characters have existed side by side and they have different audiences. Okay. The the kind of commentary that She-Hulk tends to make... Oh, because I'm saying this because She-Hulk knows that she's in a comic book. Yeah. Like Deadpool. Like Deadpool. But a lot of the time, She-Hulk will be like... Um, Oh, they're just drawing me this way so they sell more comics or things like that. Okay. You know, she has said things like that before. She's like, she's not joking about it. She's just like, I'm in a comic. So you're saying she doesn't make many jokes about balls? Not a whole lot, Mm. no. Less Mm. than I'd like. (laughs) How many is the perfect amount? Oh, just. (laughs) Give me ball jokes. 20 per issue, I'm thinking. 20 per page. 20 per page? Yeah. Per panel. Per panel, I want six. Oh, and each page have three point something panels. Wow! <laughs> each one more filled with balls. Seems like jokes. a poor way to split them. Well, look, you shouldn't split them, in my opinion. Absolutely not. You got to keep balls together, <laughs> side by um, side. Yeah. So, She Hulk is going to have her own show on on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Then you also have Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. Who? What is the story of Miss Marvel, Sean? Miss Marvel is Kamala Khan. Okay. Uh, in the comics and. She has all the powers of Captain Marvel, essentially. Not as powerful, say, I'd say, in the MCU. Okay, because Miss Captain Marvel is, like, the most powerful being. Yeah, but they don't, like, they don't overuse that either. It's no, well, good. that's because the Cyboys would get mad. Absolutely! <laughs> no, oh, the Cyboys would love it. No, the Cyboys would love it. <laughs> um, but it's, uh, she's the first Muslim superhero. Which is massive. Oh, it's huge. And yeah. The fact that, like, it's being launched as a flagship show for Disney Plus, that's going to be going to be massive. So you have Miss Marvel as. You also have Shang-Chi. Master of Kung Fu. And you also now have She Hulk and. I, well, I don't know. Representation. Sorry, Sean, whatever happened to just, just shows about middle aged white men dating actresses. Money. 
20 years younger than them. Yeah. Um, maybe their time has passed. Bring that back. Bring it, bring it back, says I. <laughs> a white man. But that, like, that's also really interesting because you could do a whole double life thing. Yeah. Because you could have a character, you could literally have a character experience, like, prejudice and racism at the hands of a group of people and then end up saving them just because it's the right thing to do. And then you have the idea... Do, do and they, they have, they're none the wiser. That's what I was about to say. Are they? Is there, like, the moral at the end of it? Because I don't think they're... If the, if the moral is at the end of it, that's good. Yeah. But I also think that racists are probably going to stay racist even if you save them. Because they'll be like... Yeah, see, established racists. But a kid... Oh, yeah, yeah, Watching yeah. this for the first time. Yes. Like, that has an... Like, a powerful impact. And, like, the, we haven't even got into the, like, cultural impact of these shows. Yeah. Like, if Miss Marvel comes out, people can, like, see someone like them on the screen. Like, that... Absolutely. That is way bigger than even me or you could even possibly fathom. That, yeah, like, it, it, it absolutely... It will mean more to a lot of people than it ever could to us. Yeah. We can appreciate it and we can acknowledge this is an amazing thing. But to actually feel those feelings... Of seeing someone like you on screen. Because we've had that our whole lives. Yeah. I yeah. do look very similar to Chris Evans. I am exactly the size <laughs> and build of Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> I forgot which Chris I was talking about there. For There's so many. There's too There's many. There's too many Chris's. Too, too many to pick from. Oh my god. Look at those pine eyes. <laughs> <laughs> pine eyes. Um, so yeah Miss Marvel is going to be there you've got She-Hulk and lastly you've got Moon Knight Sean now this is probably I was going to say She-Hulk probably people can fill fill in the gaps yeah Miss Marvel people can kind of fill in the gaps yeah they kind of have the same powers Mm mhm Moon Knight Moon Knight what the fuck is the story here gonna do a brief little rundown of Moon Knight here Uh, Moon Knight is He's essentially if Batman had multiple personality disorder. Okay, I'm listening. Yes. I'm interested. <laughs> I've mentioned Batman. <laughs> I only have one topic that I care about. <laughs> so, uh, Moon Knight is... He was an ex-boxer, ex-soldier, ex-CIA. Oh, fuck. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Good that's, start. That's the usual comic book backstory. Yeah. Um, but he... Well, he, he grew disillusioned with the way CIA were doing things. So he sided with some rebels... He ended up pissing off some rich, like, warlord. Screwed him over, so the warlord, like, killed him, left him in the desert. And he was revived, this happened in Egypt. Uh, he was revived by an Egyptian god. As usual. The moon god. The old moon god. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, his last name is Spectre. Of course. Is, yeah. Um, but he went back. I'm going to do Heroes Did Hero you know what his first name is? Uh, something Spectre. No, Casino Rail. <laughs> Casino Royale Spectre, of course. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Great jokes! <laughs> <laughs> My favourite is when I interrupt something that you're actually trying to think and then I say something really dumb and you just give me a look like, for that. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't even make it highlight worthy. <laughs> if you're gonna do it. Just do it, man. Oh, man. But he's he he's based in New York. Yes, uh, doing all his crime. Fighting. Isn't everybody based in New York? Yeah, he has another street right beside Deadpool's. Yeah, Dead- he, he has Soho. <laughs> yeah, Spider-Man's in Queens. Queens, obviously. Yeah, um, Daredevil's Hell's Kitchen. Daredevil's Hell's Kitchen. He's just right across that street. Yeah, but they can't make it. Daredevil can't make it. He's blind. He's blind. <laughs> he can't make it so across- boys a nightmare. He can't make it across that street. <laughs> um, 
but uh, Moon Knight's whole thing, he has, he's kind of amoral. Okay. So like Batman, he'll beat a man to within an inch of his life. Mm. Sometimes he won't kill him, but he's multiple personalities and they all act differently. But also, his, he uses his multiple personalities for different reasons. For different how, elements. How many multiples are we I talking think it's here? Four. Four, okay. Four so it's not just like good guy, bad guy. No, no, no. Two like the two I know the most of are um he has one of his uh aliases is he's a cab driver and he uses that to get information Ooh, for okay. his crusade as Moon Knight. Right. One of them is a billionaire. Yeah. Who and he uses that to And now is he actually a billionaire or does he just think he's a billionaire he has a bunch of money but he as him like as Mr. Spectre his first name escapes me but as Mr. Spectre he, he like I don't think he wants the billionaire lifestyle but the billionaire lifestyle is really useful for meeting shady people fucking hell this is really interesting it's really interesting right and the, the fact that like he's aware enough to know he has multiple personality disorder and he doesn't he sees that as a strength rather than a weakness I think he sees it as something he works with Okay. Rather than affects him too, but like, it, I, I'm sure there's issues where he has, you know, an evil side, or you know, he develops a new one, or he loses the the cab driver one. Say, yeah, gets his ground level information. They actually, they probably just they took the Batman model, yeah, and they just kind of made him a little more unhinged. Yeah, and it's the fact of like Batman is such like it's a, Batman is nearly a concept at this point. Yeah, where it's. Double life vigilante justice. So you can just add one element to that and it changes how the whole story operates. Yes. So I like. So because Batman is so laser focused. Yeah. So if you take that laser focus and you put the laser focus in four directions. Yeah. Then it becomes. It opens up so many more story opportunities. It really does. And now he doesn't. Like he, he doesn't do 24 hour days. Like he has a team around him. Oh, okay. So he has people involved with him. Yeah, because if you were leading four lives, you'd be wrecked. Yeah. You know? And he can't change at will either. Like, he he could wake up and just be... He could be the cab driver. See, that's an interesting concept that he can't change. So, could he be in, like, the middle of a fight? Uh, And then change? I'm sure it's happened. Yeah. I don't know how frequently it would, because otherwise it gets a bit samey. Okay. But over, like, over an episode, over a, like... Say this is a show. Like, the arc of... Okay, this episode, he's a cab driver. And he's getting all the information. This episode, he's a billionaire and he's paying people off so he can get into places. This episode, he's Moon Knight. And he's going to deal out justice. Right. Or even that as, like, your three-act structure. Yeah, that would be easy to structure that around character changes. Yeah. And, like, as an actor, that's, like, dream role. James McAvoy? Bring him back? Don't do this. Don't chase back away. He knows how to play multiple personalities. You get Patricia in there. If Patricia's in here now, Moon Knighting the fuck out of us. <laughs> I just think it's a really like cool exercise in acting. Yes. I think I think that could be really interesting. I think these three characters are like really unique and yeah. like completely unlike each other. And unlike anything that's come before. Exactly. Because well. you need them to stand out. Yeah. And like She Hulk, I think, is gonna stand out. The most. Yeah, and I heard the I the guy who played Red Skull in Endgame. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. You, you know that guy? He yeah. does all the impressions. Yes. He's come out and said he wants to play Moon Knight. Right. Which will be unreal. Because he could literally change his entire being. 
fuck. Like voice and everything. That is, that's perfect. It's so good. Oh my god. I want him to do it. I'm excited about this now. I'm really excited. This Moonlight is actually probably the one I'm most excited for. Weirdly. Yeah. And it's the one nobody knows probably anything about. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, and like, but at the same time, these are all so unique that there's going to be some people who are mad about Miss Marvel. Yeah. Or mad about She-Hulk. And then like, you're just weirdly mad about Moon Knight. Yeah. Like, this is a great way to do it, as you said. Just throw out things that are completely unique. Yeah, and if they're massive successes, I'm sure we'll see them in a movie. And if they're not, who the fuck cares? There's, you, you, they only get one season and it's there if you want to. Exactly. Um and hopefully Danny Rand never shows up ooh not in that form anyway <laughs> I can totally see this is okay this is the oh we're bringing an iron fist here no this is like a big claim okay but I can totally see him doing it is that at the end of Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings we see like a glowing fist or some shit you think I can totally see him do like there's gonna be like right we're gonna do Iron Fist properly properly if, look, if you have a Marvel property that is based solely around Kung Fu and martial arts... Yes. And Iron Fist... A good Iron Fist isn't in it. Mm. You're missing a trick. But that's because Iron Fist in The Defenders isn't very good at martial arts. No, not at all. And They're, that's not the actor's fault either. That was a production they, thing. They wrote... They, so you have this guy who fought a dragon. Yeah. And he won. Yeah. Plunged his fists into a burning dragon's heart. That's true. Um... But he's. This is a very strange side take. Yeah, but, it is, but look, <laughs> he then goes through a hallway in the defenders, and two guys in black suits fight him, and, and he has trouble with. Them. And he ha- He should not even break stride. No, he should break both of their arms and just keep walking. Like uh, in is it the Dark Knight? Bruce Wayne is walking through his house, and two guys come up to him with guns, and in, without, yes. he doesn't break stride. He doesn't look at him. He just and he just he. he, he he like knocks him out, disassembles the guns. No, it's it's one guy, and yeah, it's it's the party when yeah. the Joker's there. The guy pops up, and he just keeps walking. He just takes the gun, disassembles the gun, knocks the guy out, and just drops the gun behind him, and just keeps walking. And he never stops staring at straight ahead. No. Like that, and that implies, oh, he, this guy's a fucking fighter. Yeah, that should be Iron Fist in every fight. With, yeah, with anyone who's not a supervillain. And but the fact is. Obviously, then they're like, oh, that doesn't make any stakes. Well, the stakes come for the fact that if he does that in every fight, then you get to a fight where he can't do that. Yeah. Then everyone in the audience is like, oh, shit. Oh, he's in it now. Oh, this oh, is bad. He has to think. Yeah. Oh, like, no. if you if you do that, if you do that for, like, half an hour of a movie, say, or four episodes of a TV show, and then he punches someone and they catch it. Yes. Then you're it like... It means so much more. Yeah. Than if than if he'd had trouble the whole way up and then someone caught him. Yeah, like, I think... Because then he's just not good at fighting. Because Iron Fist is, like, tainted now from that show. Yeah, but they could do him so well. He, he just spends the whole show either just getting punched or just being whingy. Yeah. This is two character traits. And he's an idiot. He's kind of... He's really dumb. Yeah. He causes New York to fall... Yeah. This is oh my god, this is such a dumb tangent with the defenders. Uh, he punches a wall after saying, I'm not gonna touch that wall. Electra said this is spoilers for the defenders, but look, it's fine. Electra Doesn't says you only have one power, and that is the power of that big punch you have. Yeah. I need your fist to punch this wall. And yeah. he says, I'll never punch that wall, Electra. Good start. I'm not I'm too smart for you, miss. <laughs> and then she says 
well, you're kind of dumb. And he goes, oh, God, and he powers up his fist. And he swings at And her. he swings at This might surprise you, Sean, but she was standing in front of the wall. No. And so she sidesteps to the left and he puts a stretcher over Such an idiot. Such an I remember ass. watching that scene going... Please don't let that be the end. Oh no, it is. That's the end. That's oh, that's how they're ending that one. That fight scene ended like that. All right, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> well good. done, lads. Good to know. Um, right. What was that story about? Uh, that story was about <laughs> oh, all the different heroes in Disney Plus. Oh yeah, cool. and we were saying how unique they were and how likable they are. <laughs> I know we went on to Iron and Fist. Then, Iron, then you brought in Iron Fist. <laughs> I um, did, but I still think that's a big call. But I'm willing to make it. Okay, that's fine. Um, and we're going to finish off this week. Um, I did have Star Wars news. There's a lot of Star Wars news this week, but mm. we will get to it next week. It's yeah. fine. We'll cram it all together because this week's big news is going to be fairly big. Okay. Spiderman. Spiderman. <laughs> we pronounced it wrong twice. <laughs> Spiderman. Yeah. There's been some news. Oh, man, some things have happened. Some things have happened with Tommy Holland. Um, the news this week is that Spider-Man has been lost in the MCU. He's no longer in it. No. And he is now exclusively back in Sony's hands. Yes. Sean, I have many different ways we can go about this. Where do you want to start? Um. Okay. I mean, it's a great idea, right? I'm, well, look, we're agreed that this is the best course of action. <laughs> yeah, this is what the character always needed. I, I think we even, you messaged me, it was like, this is great. And I, I, and I replied, Marvel have had 23 movies, they're just not good enough. Yeah. I need Sony and Venom to take this. Sony needs to fix this. <laughs> I just, I, I was baffled when I heard this. I couldn't believe it happened. And the way it happened as well was pretty ridiculous. How so? Because, the, like, the, I think for Homecoming and Far From Home, Marvel had a deal with Sony that they would get 5% of the first dollar uh, openings and all merchandising rights, which for Spider-Man is massive. And then I heard varying rumours, but Marvel wanted to up that to 50% of first dollar. So it's not 50. Is It was originally reported as 50. Yeah. And now it's been reported that it was 25. 25, that was it. Yeah. But I think Sony also wanted Kevin Feige to stay on as producer. Yes. But he was too busy. See, there's a lot of different things going on here. So straight up, first of all. Yeah. People immediately turned on Sony. Yes, which I think is the wrong course of action. I know it's funny. It's to funny hate on Sony. to say it because Sony are shit. Like that's fair enough. Track record wise, not great. Their last two Spider-Man movies have been either decently or amazingly received but, and have made loads of money. Okay, we can be on a different side of the fence here because my response to that is, well, Kevin Feige was helping produce them, and he was on. He was yeah. steering the ship. He was. Now they wrote the blueprint. Mm. But he said, this is where we want them to be at the start. And this is where we want them to be at the end. Because we're about to do Endgame. Yeah. Or we're coming from Endgame. This is where you're getting them. That's fair. Um, so it's Sony, I think, are much better at doing Spider-Man when they have a start and a stop. And they know where they're going. And somebody is leading the way. Because every studio is always better. Yeah. When somebody has an idea. That's true. And, and every studio will be stronger when Kevin Feige is on board. Yeah. Now, <laughs> so the other side is that Sony, like they have Spider Man, as you said, they've done Spider Man well twice. Yes, and they, and they have done Spider Verse. They've done Spider Verse, 
Um, they've also done Venom. Yes. Now, see, Venom is like a weird one because we both didn't like it. Yes. But it made a billion dollars. Well, 800 and... Yeah, 800 and so million. Look, I'm rounding up. Yeah. But it made, a, it made more money than it cost to make. A lot more. Yeah. And, like, it's not the worst movie I've ever seen. Oh, it's no, a, absolutely not. You know? And I think, honestly, if Venom had had Spider-Man in it... But then, that's the thing. That's the thing as well. Venom doesn't have Spider-Man in it. Spider-Man has Venom in it. Yeah. That's the way it works. Venom shouldn't have Spider-Man in it. Yeah. As you said, Spider-Man should have Venom in it. Yes. Venom is a Spider-Man villain, not an anti-hero. Which they've really made him out to be. Yes, because but that they only could... There's so many different ways. Like they, they only had to do that because they didn't have Spider-Man. Yeah. Which... Because, well, they did have Spider-Man, but they couldn't use Venom in Spider-Man because Spider-Man's meant to be the part of the MCU. And it'd be weird if Venom was in one Spider-Man, Far From Home or Homeless or whatever it is, yeah. the next one, and then he's never mentioned in the MCU because they don't have the rights to him. Yeah, and that's, like, we're, we're flip-flopping back and forth here, but I just want to make this point is that a, a really big plot point dropped at the end of Far From Home. yes. Where does that go now? How does that continue? There's see, this is really it's th- messy, and things are still coming out about. This it. Like is we, very messy, and everything we say now might not even be true next week. Yeah, we might have to do another re-update on this next week. But as of right now, the news I have is that Disney, as you said, Disney were getting the merchandise. Yeah, but I originally heard it was zero percent on the movie profits did you hear five percent i heard five okay well what? between five to zero it doesn't like that's not much anyway so no sony were going to get at least 95 percent of the profits from the movie yeah because sony owns spider-man and that's fair enough uh but marvel's deal that they worked out was the fact that they would keep the merchandise money sony could keep the money from the movies yeah Marvel would help produce them and they will make the money off all the MCU movies that Spider-Man appears in. Yeah. Because the idea is if you have a stronger standalone movie then when he appears in our team of movies yeah. we all make money. Yeah, and that's it. And that, and we're helping like, each other. Sony didn't make any money off of Infinity War and Endgame. Absolutely none. They just, they got, they got Spider-Man hype. But they also didn't make any money off Civil War, but they made a load of money off Homecoming, yes. which was only made lots of money because he was so good in Civil War. And that's it. And it like it benefits everyone. Yeah. And Kevin Feige was helping lead the, sh- lead the way because the idea was that Spider-Man, Black Panther and Captain Marvel were going to be the three biggest stars of, yeah. the, of the next phase. Yeah. And it's... See, it's odd. It's... When we didn't get a new Spider-Man movie announced for Phase 4. And Kevin Feige didn't answer any questions. No. Every time someone threw something anyway in regards to Spider-Man 3... He bounced it off. He said, oh, that's... We'll get to that. Don't yeah. worry about it. Uh, Tom Holland had said he was signed on for a third Spider-Man film. He's locked in as a third anyway. Even yeah. if Sony just do it. Yeah. And I'm perfectly happy with them continuing... Because the Spider-Man movies really are in the, that are in the MCU right now are fairly self-contained, honestly. I do. I don't think so. I in don't terms agree of larger that. impact. See, I but no, I think even Far From Home, mm. that whole movie is him overcoming Tony Stark's debt, and the second half is his. Oh no, no, no! Sorry, 
I'm fine. Like the MCU has impact on Spider-Man movies, right? But the Spider-Man movies haven't affected the MCU. Oh, okay. Yeah, if you I, get me. Yeah, I can see that. The only way, the only time it impacted them, ironically, was the last scene in the last Spider-Man movie. Yeah, but that I feel even that impacts Spider-Man more than the world. Yeah, because because people know who Captain America is. People knew who Iron Man was. Yeah, yeah, I can see, I can see that logic. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think Sony have very cleverly done that. Yeah, that they can leave at any point. And still sell the trilogy box set. Whereas, ironically, Marvel have made the mistake here that, of that they're so ingrained in the Sp- Spider Man is now ingrained in their universe. Like it'd be really weird if they go into Phase Four and nobody mentioned Spider Man. Yeah. See, he was Tony Stark's favorite person. He was, and we're going like we're going to get characters that he's interacted with. We're going to see them again. Yeah. I don't... Sure, I, Happy was one of the main characters. In Happy Fandom was Hope. very much set up as the next, like, mentor, assistant type thing. Ah, but Happy can't be in any more movies then. But Happy's dating Aunt May. So they have to break up immediately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just even on a movie standalone. Like, the idea in the studios are all messed up. As we said, people were ragging on Sony. Because yeah. obviously Disney and Marvel can do no wrong. But I also think... I can see both sides of the coin here. I yeah. can see Marvel's idea in that, like, we helped you get off the ground and we've kind of pushed you. We'd like 25% yeah. of these movies. But I can also see Sony going, why would we... You only have him because we were nice enough to give you him. Yeah. Put it this way. If if a, if a spider, if Marvel got their 25% deal and a Spider-Man movie made a billion dollars, it would only make $750 million to Sony. Which is less than Venom. Yes, that is true. But the other side of that is that, see, I keep saying the other side of it, but the last Spider-Man movie is the biggest Sony movie of all time. Ever. Ever. ever every movie they've ever produced. Far From Home is the biggest movie making, the, I think it made 1.2 billion, something, something like that, that something yeah. along those lines. That's the biggest movie they've ever done. So clearly there's something working. Yeah, and... <laughs> but but if if this is the way it was all along that Marvel was fine with Sony to because Sony always owned Spider Man, yes. and they let him be part of the MCU. Yeah, I don't think Marvel would have placed so much weight on him. I don't like. I think they're confident enough that the universe can survive without him. That they wouldn't have allowed it to go that far if they knew Sony could drop out at any minute. Because this must have been going on for. A long time. Yeah. Do you think this is a negotiating tactic by one of the studios? Because somebody released this or leaked it. I don't know. Do you think Sony released this to be like... Or do you think Marvel released this to be like, Sony are being unreasonable. Oh, we want this 25%. We're only I'm, Disney. We'd only like a little bit of money. We don't have very much, Sean. That's the thing. It's people with too much money wanting more money. Yes. Um. See, see that's a way to look at it. But I... Like... I think the risk on that one is that it gets petty, you know, and you're seen as a petty company. Sony, to their credit, put out a tweet like immediately that was, hey, listen, we really enjoyed working with Marvel and Kevin Feige. We were hoping for him to stay on. But that's also getting ahead of it. 
It is. It's all PR. Like, let's be it honest. It is all PR. This, this is all PR. And both series are trying to come out on top. And Disney, I think, have come out on top. But that's only because they have they have the backup of all the re- previous movies. And they also have Kevin Feige. It, and people yeah. love Kevin Feige. They do. But I think you can love Disney and you can love Kevin Feige. And you can love those movies. But you can disagree. That's in a video I heard. You can disagree with what they're doing oh, or their practices. I, I think Disney as a company are really bad. Yeah. But I love Kevin Feige as a human and I think he's really talented. I'm like, he's a nice guy. Yeah, that's fair. And so this is why it's so confusing because you're kind of like, oh, well, Kevin would never try and rob people, but then maybe he would. He works for Disney. We don't don't know. know. I don't know that he made that call. He probably didn't. But, like, Tom Holland came out as well. Tom Holland was at a panel. He said, I loved you 3000 at the end of it. And he's still Spider-Man. That's the thing. He is still playing Spider-Man. They are not recasting. So I think... Or they'd be mad to. They'd be mad to. Especially when you left the story on that. Yeah. So I can totally see the next one just being him dealing with the fallout of it. And him not appearing in the MCU anymore. It's just disappointing. It is disappointing. But it, but it also leaves the door open. Like none of, Nothing is ever truly off the table when it comes to those dealings. Like We, we still get Hulk... In movies, we just can't get a Hulk solo movie. Yeah, you know. So I think that, like, five years down the line or ten years when they do Avengers four, there's nothing stopping them from being like, "We need a science guy." I and then you blast up Queens again, and Peter Parker's there. I twenty seven. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I was thinking, just in terms of this movie, like Kevin Feige came out and even said like Spider Man the MCU was never meant to last forever. Was yeah. his exact quote. Um, and as you said, you do have Tom Holland signed on. So like Sony still have that. It's just, there's so many story opportunities that are kind of being wasted right now. Yeah. Do you think this is both of them cutting their nose to spite their face kind of thing? It might be. Do you, oh, okay. This is me being like a, a fucking lunatic shit talker. But also, it's one way of doing it. It's just yeah. not the best one. Is that you do this next Spider-Man film. You deal with the fact that everyone knows who he is. You introduce the clone saga. Oh God, Jesus Christ. And you give Marvel Ben Riley. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> if anyone doesn't know what the clone saga is. Oh, it, was a, it was a really long... In the 90s or 2000s? I think it was 2000s maybe. And they, they, this was a time when if a comic book did really well, they just kept running it forever. And the clone saga went on for years and there was... Peter Parker was Peter replaced. Parker w- was replaced, but then he wasn't. But, but then, then he the, was. But then, then he, he was. But then the clone that he killed survived, and he <laughs> pretended to be Peter Parker while Peter Parker was away. Peter Parker came back, and he went off to San Francisco. <laughs> so imagine, and that clone's name was Ben Riley. So imagine, like they just keep writing cliffhangers, yeah. and then they were like, "Fuck, we make up with another issue." Oh, lads, <laughs> let's go back in that cliffhanger, make another cliffhanger. And the audience stayed reading it because they were so in that far in at that point that they couldn't stop once you're 12 issues or 50 you're like fucking hell let's keep going but it went over like 200 issues or yeah something. it was ridiculous yeah but like I don't think they'll be doing the clones like. no but there are there are other Spider-Men that exist Spider-Verse showed that yes so and I I know they're working on a Spider-Man 2099 the Peter Parker well it's not Peter Parker the Spider-Man is named Eric O'Hara played by Oscar Isaac played by Oscar Isaac into the Spider-Verse yeah Um, there's two things I wanted to mention Uh, well actually three one I didn't want to get too involved in this because 
we can go all in here as we are. Yeah. But next week it could be completely resolved. Absolutely. This could just be a negotiating tackle tactic from one of them. Yes, or that's one option. For our both of them. And three weeks from now, I think it probably won't be in a week, but maybe two months from now. I think it'll be sorted out. You think like James Gunn being fired situation and everything was up in the air for so long and now it's just grand. It's I fixed. think before the next Avengers movie, this will be sorted out anyway. Well, there's not, not another movie, Avengers movie in the next phase. That we know about. But I think before Black Widow, this could be sorted. Possible Black Widow next February? March, February, March, yeah. Yeah, so before then I think it'll be sorted. I think it'll be sorted by the end of the year. Yeah, I think so. And Tom Holland will be the one to tell us. And I think they'll make... They'll get better PR from coming back together. Yeah. Than anything. Like, like Sony is not going to sell Spider-Man back. They'd be mad to. Mad to. It's their only money-making thing. The the only way that Marvel will ever get Spider-Man back is if Disney buys Sony. Yes. And that will probably happen. Oh, in a year. Yeah, in a year. And then they'll have Spider-Man. Before Black Widow. uh, The other thing was, as you said, Kevin Feige didn't have time. Now, there's another theory that because... Disney have bought Fox. Yeah. They now have all the X-Men and yeah. they have all of um, the Fantastic Four. Yeah. And Kevin Feige would be too split between everything. And now he's only one man, but I'm sure he has a team. Oh, I'm sure he's not handcrafting every movie. It's implied that like he goes into the room by himself and he's rewriting scripts. I don't think that's happening. No, he knows what characters he wants to meet in the next few movies. Yeah. And people go to him for the overarching story and you fill in the blanks. Yeah. Uh, but there's now saying that Dark Phoenix could be to blame for Spider-Man leaving Marvel because this is one of the theories that I read was because Dark Phoenix did so bad. Yeah. They were like, fuck, Kevin, <laughs> you need to put everything into fixing this X-Men situation here because right. we now own them and it's made no money. Yeah. And you need to work your little heart out to get this going again. And he's like, I don't have time for Spider-Man. So now they're blaming... I have to fix all of this. They're now blaming this on Dark Phoenix. Well, we can blame anything on Dark Phoenix. Everything on Dark Phoenix. Like, I don't think it's... I think that's probably fair. And I think he probably has gotten that talk. There's probably a tinge of truth to it. But I don't think that's the entire reason. No. Because like you say, he has a team. Yeah. And he would assign this to, you know, a man down and a man down and a man down. Delegate. Delegate, that's yes. the word I was trying to think of. Yes. And you, did you have a third? Uh, the third thing was that Sony have now come out ahead of this and they said that the idea was always to bring Spider-Man into the Venom universe. Mm. That is... That's a big fucking call. Now, they, they have, they've said... Now, of course they're going to say that. Why would they not say that? Yeah. Like, I that, mean, that's step one is like, oh no, we were always going to bring him in. Yeah, like, he was always going to be part of the Venom universe. But it makes no sense that they started with Venom in that case. What do you mean? But a Spider Verse is always better when you start with Venom. That's very true. Yes, like I don't know. I can't see those worlds are so different that if if the intention was always to bring the Spider Man into the Venom universe, which we said a Venom universe, but I suppose the Sony universe. Sony verse. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel they should have matched the tone of Venom. Even slightly closer, but you can't do that with Venom because Venom is an R-rated villain, really. Yeah, like he, he eats people. He does eat people. So that's kind of cannibal is tough to do in PG thirteen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah, such as is. Morbius, the living vampire, another of cannibal. 
He's not a cannibal. He just loves blood. He just drains a person of their blood yeah, entirely like, sometimes. He doesn't like the meat bit. Yeah. The blood, he goes straight to the blood. Well, see, like, Morbius is quite key to Blade. Yes. Marvel have Blade. And Marvel have, uh, what's his name? Yeah. Oscar winner. Mahershala Ali. That's the one. He's got two Oscars. Got two Oscars. They've, they've recently announced him. Yeah. The main foe of his is one Morbius the Living Vampire. Well, his main foe is Dracula. Let's well, be okay, let's be honest. Which I think is public domain. And, and tax. And tax. <laughs> he hates tax. Everyone hates tax. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I think... I think Disney will just end up buying Sony. I think so too. Just they'll pissed. just get pissy and they'll be like, right, here's seven trillion dollars. Have it. <laughs> just give us Spider-Man. Yeah. It's a weird... No, some of the memes that came out about it. Okay, what were some of your faves? I don't want to go. Oh, Mr. yeah. Mr. Stark. Oh, good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, a lot of I love you 3000s happening. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, when he comes in and he meets Mr. Stark... And he, it's in Infinity War, mm-hmm. and Tony's like, "Where kid? Where'd you come from?" And uh, <laughs> Spider Man says, "Oh, I was on a field trip." That there's that, but Tony Stark is Sony, and he says, "Where'd you come okay, from?" Right. And Spider Man says, yeah. "A successful franchise." Oh, Airhorns, fucking roasted wrecked. Sony, absolutely wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love describing memes. Yeah, you got halfway through the meme, and I was looking at you like, ah, lads. Lads, this is dull. <laughs> this would be good for an audio platform. Um, just talking. The new report from Variety, as I said, confirms the best way. You remember I said they wanted to bring Spider Man and Venom together? Yes. Their exact wording was uh, that Sony always planned. On mm. finding a way to unite Tom Holland and Tom Hardy, and they still the, haven't found in it. In the same, I love the wording of finding a way. Like it's not designed to do this. Absolutely not. I'll find a way to get that bed into my car. <laughs> Somebody in the studio was like, "We need to find a way to do this." And then once it happened, they're like, "Perfect crime." <laughs> <laughs> exactly how we planned it. Yeah, just shoehorn them in. Uh, yeah, this... I think you need to answer the questions left in Far From Home. Right. In the next movie, before he goes to Venom, I feel. You think? Unless uh, Eddie Brock goes to interview Spider-Man. And that's the only connection those two ever have. But I don't even think Eddie Brock's a very good journalist. Well, he's in San Francisco or something. <laughs> yeah, he's not even in New York. Okay, okay, okay. So all the journalists convene in New York. Weirdly. Weirdly. Yes. To, well, no, to, For a but, convention. But, no, oh, maybe. Mm. But also because Spider-Man just got unmasked. That doesn't mean every journalist everywhere. Like, they don't need to go to the city. That's also true. They have a laptop. They could just write on the internet. Oh, no. <laughs> Damn you, internet. <laughs> it's, it's, it's done it again. <laughs> <laughs> they have to go straight to New York and write a telegram to someone. Your portable typewriter. <laughs> yeah. You got that little piece of paper in your cap that says yes, press. Hey. <laughs> Peter Parker. Peter, Peter. <laughs> Peter, the Mammy Herald. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Spider-Man, at the minute, is Sony exclusive, Sean. And we're delighted. We are... I don't know, I'm disappointed. I'm not mad, I'm just... No, but I feel like my cousin, who I really like, is moving away. Yeah! You know? Like, I can... Yeah, I can go see him. It's... But, but we can't hang out. I can't pay for a train ticket. I can't pay for a train ticket. <laughs> I, it's weird, because, like, it's... 
I would have, when it was back in like 2015, people were just like, oh, it'll never happen. It's fine. Yeah, just push that off. And I think it would have been way better if they had cast someone who wasn't very good at Spider-Man. Then it would have been fine. But now we have the best Spider-Man. It's the best Spider-Man we've ever had on film. The most likable Spider-Man, the best Spider-Man, and the best written Spider-Man. Yeah. And you combine everything, we're like, everything's going perfect. But now you're taking that character away from, like the acting coaches and the writers and the producers that made him that way. Yes, exactly. It, I wouldn't mind if he took Toby. Take Maguire away take from him. Away. Take him back and his big whingy head. <laughs> but like, leave Tommy. Leave Tommy alone. Leave Tommy alone. Uh, I think that's going to be the end of Movie Mondays. Yeah, it was a heavy week. It was a heavy week. Not a lot of fun news. No, well, we, we, well, actually mostly fun news, just the Spider-Man thing. The spider brought us down, yes. Uh, but like, what We fell you, down the water spout. Well, very good. Thank you. Charlotte's died at the end of Charlotte's Did she? <laughs> Did she actually? I think so, yeah. Was Charlotte the spider from Babe, Pig in the City? Uh, I think it's implied. Okay. I think it's implied. Just a read between the lines. Same universe. <laughs> Sony owns Charlotte. Dude. <laughs> Disney owns Oh, Babe. That Babe universe. Oh, the Babe-averse. Yeah, Babe-averse. Yeah. Uh, Babe-blade-averse. The Babe-blade-averse. <laughs> Let him rip. <laughs> Just killing a pig. That's the second time today you've brought up Beyblades. I love Beyblades. <laughs> um, we don't have time for a weekly recommends. We've already gone for an hour and 20. So oh my God. That Spider-Man talk was nearly was... half an hour by itself. <laughs> um, okay, so I think you want to give a, a social media shout outs and all that stuff. Yes, thank you everyone very much for listening to this episode of uh, movie Mondays that's what that's what show it is I think so <laughs> um, I did almost say Weird News Wednesday at the end there I went like that was it for Weird News Wednesday it, just, like, it rolls off the tongue way better uh, who designed these show names <laughs> well, if you would like to follow us we're on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram uh, Twitter is here at Heroes for Hire Pod the four is the number four the other two are just Heroes for Hire Podcast we're also Heroes for Hire Podcast on Patreon if you would like to support the show that way um, you don't get any kind of bonuses or benefits for supporting. Benefits. <laughs> benefits. If anything, it's more of a hassle to you. Actually, makes wor- your life worse. Yeah, actively. Actively, we will we will harass you. Yes. But uh, just so if you support the show, and you'll still get the same three shows a week, even if you don't support us on Patreon. The best way you can ever support us is by telling one human being that we exist. Yes. Yeah, that's that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. We're also on every podcast platform, so follow yeah. us and share it there. Or give nice. a review. Give a review. That'd be sick. Yeah. And um, so I've been Connor Lauder. I've been Charlie. I'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.